Are you a glutton for punishment? Do you like getting told what to do, when to do it? Well, then you're probably thinking about getting married. Uh, probably not a good way to start out, but yeah, you know it's true. So today I'm going to talk about uh, destination weddings and what it's like to, to have one. Are you considering having one? Do you know someone who is or is thinking about the idea? If so, maybe this podcast could be useful because... Uh, our wedding was a destination wedding, and uh, I'd like to just go over some details about that from our perspective, and everything that I'm talking about today will just be from my perspective and what I've known and what I discovered and what I thought of the, the process versus getting married in the States or having a, um, I'll just say like a, a church wedding or, or a, uh, a wedding here with a lot of guests. I, I think that's what people usually think of when they think of a destination wedding. It's in a exotic location or um, a different location than where you're originally from. And also your guest list is stripped down quite a lot to just uh, some friends or uh, just family members. Our wedding was in Antigua and it was on the the, the tail end of the, the hurricanes that hit there in 2018. So that's why I, I think this will be a very beneficial podcast if you're thinking about it because it was very touch and go of were we actually going or not. So it, a, a lot of things, and especially now with the virus epidemic going on and everyone canceling trips and you probably hopefully listened to my last podcast if you didn't, it's pretty interesting and if you're having a destination wedding you might want to know a little bit about dealing with the airlines if a flight gets canceled so uh, that's a, a probability that probably a lot of people are going through now they have a destination wedding because it's getting in the wedding season especially april and ooh, it, it would it would be really messy so i'll start off with just saying why do you want to have a destination wedding or what's the point well, there are several factors. One is just the change of scenery. A lot of people, such as myself, and also I, I want to say this podcast might be a little different than other videos or definitely anything that I saw, articles, uh, videos uh, about desti destination weddings. It was always from a female perspective, so hopefully it's, it's a little different coming from, from me, from... Uh, Katie and I doing this, so it, it, this would be my perspective. So if you're a guy, also this won't be too, uh, it, it won't be, well, let's say, too effeminate to to listen to talking about wedding stuff. Because trust me, you're you're involved forever. You you want to be you you want to be involved with the details now. So what? Uh, why we we chose Antigua? Well. It was the the beautiful location. We found a resort that we wanted to go to, and that was uh, a more of a private resort than, let's say, these uh, kind of even if they're adult only, but still like high, higher capacity places. The this location that we went to was called the the Pineapple Beach Resort, and it only has like capacity of 40 or 50 people when it's topped out so it's very few 
and when we were there, like I said, it was on the tail end of that hurricane. So it was us and a few other guests. So that worked out tremendously. And by, by doing that, it opened up some other options that I'll talk about later on, uh, just because there were so few people there. Well, so you want to have a different location, a, a, a different place of scenery, a different look. You want uh, the photographs, if, if you like the beach weddings, or maybe your destination could be in, in the mountains somewhere, in the Rockies. I mean, that could be a destination. I don't know where you're coming from, right? But also, price is, is a big difference in having a wedding in the States. And most people probably uh, will be thinking or presuming that you're having a wedding in the Caribbean, you're you're trying to save some money or something like that. And that really wasn't our case because the, the, the money set aside would have been used for travel or something else. And we really never had any plans of having a big wedding or would ever do that. So it's not like we opted for the cheaper option. So scenery, it, you can get a lot more bang for your buck and a, a lot better value. I, I certainly think so. But you, you do have to be careful in what you sign up for because it can get very expensive. So I don't know your situation. It can be completely different from person to person. But are you going... Are you inviting people, like your parents, grandparents? Are you covering those tickets and hotels and, or just the hotels and the, they get the tickets? Your friends coming, you you allow them to come, but you're also buying dinners as, as well while they're there. I, I don't know how it works out. So you you obviously need to to plan that out. And obviously, the fewer people you have, the cheaper it's going to be. But to to have a wedding and to have parents on both sides or grandparents, it can still add up to, to quite a bit. And uh, perhaps it would be cheaper to have it in the States. So it's not always necessarily cheaper just to, to go to the Caribbean. Although a lot of places, I know in Mexico, uh, the resorts there are super cheap that you can have a wedding, stay and have a wedding. However, you do have to be aware of the logistics of applying for a marriage license. And this will be probably my my biggest piece of advice if you're wanting to do this is to get married in the United States. If you're from the States uh, or wherever you're from, get married within your country because it is a lot more difficult to bring those papers and actually to apply and get them in whatever uh, island you're going to or whatever country. I do know Mexico has... I think you have to be five days prior to the wedding. You have to be there. That's uh, five full days before the wedding. That That's a bet, I think. And also you have to pay to have uh, your papers translated. You have to pay a fee for that. That's mandatory. So um, I'm not sure if they require blood tests, but other places do as well. But it, it just ranges from place to place. But uh, to deal with that, I think it's... Uh, it's too much, too much to deal with when you're going abroad to get married. I 
what we did was just symbolically get married is what it was actually called. It's like a renewal of vows is what it was actually called for the, the, the package. And, uh, the minister we had that, uh, that actually performed the ceremony, the ceremony was not a quote unquote wedding, but I mean, who knows or who cares to know those details, but some people do prefer to have on their wedding certificate for some reason they they ha just have to have the same date that they w were married uh, on on that island. If that matters to you in some way, then okay, go through all that trouble and hassle, but just be aware it really reduces your flexibility. And that that's what I really want to talk about now is if you choose the the right place and you have a few days to, to play with there, you can move around the weather. And that's what we did. We actually moved around the weather because I said it was on the back end of that hurricane that we could actually say we're going to get married on this day. This will be the, the nicest day to get married. And uh, that worked out perfectly. If we had to have a mandatory so many days before, well, then, then we're kind of stuck on the <laughs> toward the, the end of the trip to be able to do that. So other than just pure some like uh, symbology, that there's no reason, in my opinion, to, to do that. Why not just go to the courthouse in the states? We actually went to Asheville, North Carolina, which it's an art like a <clears throat> an Art Deco, an old Art Deco building. It's a really beautiful place to get married, and we have great pictures from there as as well as. The, the our actual wedding on in Antigua, so don't uh, don't overlook that little detail. Don't go straight in and be overwhelmed with all the details and be like, okay, how do we do that? How do we get married there? Just play it simple. Let's get get married before you leave, and uh, your your paperwork's done. Because bringing international papers back to the states, who knows? They they didn't. Dot the I across the T correctly, and well, it, it, your papers aren't valid or something wasn't done right. To me, it's just not worth doing that and dealing with uh, having a working with applying for visas and uh, also for other people as well, applying for visas uh, for students and paperwork and college applications, uh, it, doing that internationally. It's just a headache and when I was looking at getting married abroad, I was like, we're getting married here, then we're going, and it's absolutely no trouble at all, and I can't recommend that enough more than anything, is to do it that way. <clears throat> also, you have to think about why do you want to go abroad? Why do you want to get married at the destination? Is it a place that you, you love and that you've been there before, or is it a place that you've always wanted to go to? And I need to exercise, or I want to exercise some caution with, if it's the the latter for you, if you think it's a place that you've always wanted to go, it's a place of, of your dreams. Well, one don't don't have such a high opinion of a place you've never been to. How how do you know about it? Is it through pictures or is it through paid uh, you know, travel advertising, which is uh, mostly National Geographic or, or something like that? The Travel Channel, it's it's paid advertising. So is, is that why you're intrigued by this place? Is everyone else as intrigued uh, who's a member of your wedding party? Uh, is that where they want to go? Is this place uh, 
well, for us, we're a bit more, let's say, adventurous and outgoing than our family members. So would we be choosing a place that's uh, a bit out of their comfort zone or that would maybe cause some problems with if you're taking your grandparents? Is it going to be something that's better suited for a vacation for you to take later to go to this place? Or is it better or you should you take your honeymoon there? Is it a place that you really necessarily have to have everyone show up? Because I understand it's your your day, which I'm totally against uh, that mindset. And you'll probably <clears throat> get this through the through this uh, episode. Is it will be like oh, this guy's a curmudgeon. Well, it's not exactly because I think there's a bit of of uh, danger there when you. You travel a danger in uh, ruining something that shouldn't be ruined. It is uh, what I want to say, I guess, because you're there to get married, and that should be the main, the main purpose. So, if you go to your destination wedding, the the perfect place, and it's cloudy, it's raining, and we were there, like I said, uh, by the time we booked this. We didn't know if we would, uh, kind of like this virus is going on now, could we even get to where we want to go? Are, are the planes going to fly there? Is the resort uh, going to be open? And actually, our resort was not open because the hurricane hit uh, one one side of the island. It kind of split the island in half with as far as damage goes. So our original location was, uh, I think it... Uh, uh, destroyed the restaurants or something like that. It destroyed some restaurants and some of the the villas. So we actually had to get, um, I can't even remember the name of the original place that we were staying, but we ended up going to the Pineapple Club and it worked out perfect. But that was because we allowed some flexibility. So if I really had my heart or if we had our heart set on going to this one place that had to it just has to be this one resort or this one location or this one town, one country. And then it's not, it's uh, very easy to, to be called up in that dream, you know, heavy air quotes, the, the dream uh, destination wedding or the, your dream wedding. Your dream should be the person you're, you're marrying, not the, not the place. So if it gets changed, well, that didn't affect us at all. Right, we go to another place, and it was beautiful too. The weather, we lucked out and got some beautiful weather. But if if the hurricane was going on during the middle of the the ceremony, then that's going to take some pretty cool. From my perspective, I was like, well, that'll be some cool pictures as well. <laughs> if we're just getting knocked off our feet uh, with with heavy wind and rain, it doesn't matter. Uh, make it about the the purpose that you should have the wedding is to marry the other person, not marry a location. And that should go with uh, in the States too. And I, I think with uh, spending money as well, do you, can you spend X amount of money to put on the wedding you think you want? Or is it better served down the road? Uh, which definitely, I would say do not go in debt to, to have a wedding. Uh, it's t- to me it is absolutely pointless because the to get married is just to get married uh, you can go to the courthouse and do that for very little amount of money so what you're doing beyond that is 
putting on a show for other people. That's that's how I felt about it. And I understand people want their family and friends there, so uh, you can invite them to the destination. However, what I said about we had to change to the resort, well, that resort only could hold so many people, and even it, it wasn't at full capacity, so they actually sent some other people to another resort on another part of the island. So you could have guests staying with you, or you could have guests staying uh an hour and a half away on another part of the island because from the perspective of the the resort they are giving you a place because usually when you book a resort and a lo and a uh, excuse me a specific location you're really not booking a specific location because usually even in the smaller resorts they own four or five others and they'll say like you we guarantee it within this group so if they need to change you in locations, they can. And you actually booked with their company, not exactly the place, even though you have the, the receipt for it and the vouchers, but they can get by with moving you around. So the more people you have, the more problems you're going to have if anything happens. And like with this, if you listen to my last podcast, that was just two of us trying to get a refund on an airline ticket. Now... I understand different people might be booking their tickets, but still, it's your wedding, so you're going to be a bit responsible for, for what's going on, and you're going to be worried about it. You're going to have to, f how hard is it to fight for two tickets? How hard is it to fight for four tickets? <clears throat> I want I want everyone at my wedding. I want 15, 20 people. Okay, well, if something happens, how are you going <laughs> to, good luck is all I can tell you when things start getting moved around and changed. It, uh, it it would take I think everything of going on a destination wedding, it it would uh, it, it would ru ruin that and kind of defeat the purpose because a lot of people want to have the the wedding somewhere else because other people are, don't feel obligated, and that was really our biggest thing is uh, we have friends all over the world and we did not want to ask like people to to buy international plane uh, international flights. Uh, domestic flights to come to a wedding here and deal with all of that. We would prefer everyone send us well wishes and cool, that's it. Good enough. We don't need anything from anyone. And the, the, the burden of that and the removal of that burden is why I would say go for the destination wedding. We had our parents only, so her parents, my parents, that's it. And, well, and my sister went so just immediate family and changing the um because they had different rooms for each person that was still uh that took me a few days to get all that changed and get all that information changed i had to still collect everyone's passports and all of that to change the flights and the details so i had to deal with uh well how many is that <laughs> that was uh three five seven of us so seven of us total and that was enough and you know i could deal with it but if i had to deal with other people and also if there's any kind of conflict i don't want to stay at a different resort i want to stay with you guys because i'm coming to your wedding right so you see where that could go if you had to get split up amongst uh, different resorts in case of uh, some disaster or just for whatever reason so it's really important 
to keep it simple. It's, it's, I think that applies when you travel abroad anywhere, is try to keep it as simple as possible because the problems and logistical failures will happen. So the fewer layovers you have, the more chance you have of getting to your destination. The more connections you have, the more chance something is to get delayed or, or something wrong. Same way with, with the wedding. The simpler you make it, the, 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 the better it's going to be, the more smoothly it will go. <clears throat> when we did get married, uh, we're both uh, scuba divers. So Katie's first time in the ocean was going to be, and this was a, where we kind of made a little bit of a mistake. How great would it be your first time doing an, an ocean dive for her? Uh, we got her trained just before we left. When you and actually didn't rush the training, but had to have the the instructor actually give us a little bit of a special uh, a special time that he could that was outside the class just to get her certified. So he had to do that twice for her checkout dives because she wouldn't have her certification in time to go. So we we're like, come on, we have to have it because she has to dive when we get there. Well, that was putting probably too much pressure on to uh, on actually making that dive because yeah, there was a hurricane that went through there. But it's not where our resort was. Well, <laughs> the water was still churning like a washing machine. <laughs> so we went out the day before the wedding. Her first dive was going to be beautiful and tropical waters. She puked. Uh, <laughs> she pu puked her brains out. <laughs> and so did I, because when she got in the water, uh, she was already sick. I was in a wetsuit, which I normally don't wear a wetsuit, because of, but because of the hurricane, the water was a little cooler. I'm like, well, I'll be fine. And I would have been fine. However, she was having so much trouble because of the the, the motion sickness that uh, I started overheating in the wetsuit because I was exerting a lot of energy, a lot more than I normally would on a dive. So I just overheated. So when I started puking, it was quite red because it was blood in it. And uh, that can happen. Your capillaries open up too much when you get you know, that hot and it's very dangerous. So I was puking up blood along with her. So maybe it's a bonding moment before the wedding, but probably the smarter thing would have been just to not, not to go out and to do it. And actually, on that, that one, for the two dives, uh, you know, have double dive, we just told the guy, like, dude, cut it. Why, why did you take us out here? Because we also trusted his word that the, the water was fine, and it wasn't. So he was just trying to... Uh, like this situation where everyone's canceling because of that hurricane, he had lost business for a while and w would continue to lose it for a while. So he's like, well, I need to make money with these customers while they're here. So I'm going to take them out. But uh, yeah, that, that was a terrible decision by kind of all of us. So it's something you need to think about. And it, it reminds me, well, we were in the, the Dominican Republic one time and this guy was just all over the, the guy at the front desk because he was, uh, he had missed his, uh, he was supposed to go charter fishing and it was similar weather. So the guy doing the charter fishing is like, it's too rough. There's no way I can go. And this guy was, he was being a bit of a queen about it. He was saying, is, this is my, my, I came here for my wedding and it was going to be perfect. We got married yesterday and tomorrow we have to go home. And today I was supposed to go, f uh, fishing. And uh, are you there to get married or are you, or are you there to fish? Because if, you're, you're there to fish. 
uh, I don't see that being a very successful marriage <laughs> if that that's where your priorities are. And why are you letting it ruin your wedding? The guy didn't take his money. Just the the charter didn't go out because the water was was rough. And had it went out, and I'm sure that guy would have just been on the the floor puking the whole time anyway. It's it's miserable. There's no no point in doing that. And again, if he really 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 had to go fishing, the, the first day he was married, uh, well, he gave himself one day to pull that off because he has to go home the next day. So why are you there? Why did he go? He went there to get married, but he's the. <laughs> I mean, this guy was having a meltdown over rough rough seas no one can control that and you shouldn't let that control your emotions for your wedding anyway you went there to get married you, you did it i'm sure the pictures are beautiful so who who cares about you know chartering a fishing boat after that and it just seemed really ridiculous uh, at that time but uh had our dive got canceled there's no way i would have been in, in anywhere near that level of Matt, I would have just been, uh, let's say, slightly disappointed that it didn't happen, and still, I am disappointed that that's how it, uh, that's how it ended up. But it, that was because of the hurricane. There's nothing anyone could do. I just wish he would have had a better time, not that we could or couldn't go. So hopefully, th- this uh, this helps you. And actually, one, one more thing. So everyone who who wants to go. And probably a lot of people are used to this now is live streaming everything. Live stream the wedding, uh, and if people really want to get together to support you or whatever to uh, to be with you at some time, just do a, a dinner when you come back. You can ha- you can have a dinner, have a, a, a like a house party, have people come over. You you can do that, and that, that's what I would recommend to to kind of fill that void of people wanting to celebrate in some way with you because it, uh, doing the the live stream they, they can watch and, and see it but it, it's still they, they want a bit of a personal thing so just just have a, a dinner when you get back or before you go and hopefully that 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 covers it and if you start inviting some people or letting some people go uh, then that's going to open the door why can I go can I go and then maybe you get your numbers getting bigger do you have a certain amount of spots so that's just up for you to balance and what you want. And if you start getting a lot of numbers, I would recommend just have the wedding where you are. Don't don't travel with a lot of people. If you want to do it, do do a small number of people that you don't that you do not care to be on the phone with, dealing with their passports, uh, calling the hotels when things or if they get changed. So the more people you have, the more problems you're going to have. It sounds simple, but I understand with weddings, it's easy to get carried away to have this big, grand idea that you have. And it will be grand because you're getting married. And if it rains, it's still good, right? Your your pictures are going to be great wherever you go. So just uh, just remember that. And if that's why you want to go, then go. If you want to pack up the entire town to to, to go to this place, then you're probably going to be disappointed in the end because it's going to be a lot of headache in between. And it's going to be that headache that you probably thought you would have avoided if you would have had it at home. So with all of that, hopefully it's helpful and useful to you. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. 
like my page. It's Rambling B. Jones Podcast on Facebook. That's where you can also send me messages if you have any questions or comments, ideas about future episodes or interviews, anything like that. Just send me a message there. That's how I, the best way I will, I will receive it. But uh, subscribe, iTunes, uh, CastBox, Spotify. All those are great. So thank you for listening.